Good evening. Good evening. If you would, open your Bibles to the Gospel of Mark, chapter 13. And tonight we'll be looking at verse 33. Now we are living in the end times. Now what is the end times? Some people believe that the end times is just dealing with the tribulation period. Other people believe the end times is when Christ comes back to set up his millennial reign. But the end times, when you really look in the scripture and look at the prophecies concerning the end times, the end times covers the entire period from the ascension of Christ into heaven to his return. So the end times covers, again, his ascension into heaven, when he ascended back up into heaven after the crucifixion to his return. And in the scriptures, we find numerous prophecies concerning the end times. We find numerous prophecies concerning the return of Jesus Christ. So the question is, is what are we to do during this period of the end times? Look at Mark 13, 33. It's written, Take heed, watch, and pray, for you know not when the time is. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before, just ask your blessings upon the reading of your word. Just be with us tonight, Lord, as we worship together. Just give us an insight and understanding into your word. And help us, Lord, just to take what we learn tonight and apply it into our daily walk. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with us tonight as we worship. Be with this message tonight and just bind down Satan and let him have no part of this service. And Lord, again, if there's anyone that needs to make any decision, I pray that you would speak to their hearts tonight and let tonight be the night that salvation comes into their home. And Lord, I just pray that you would just continue to be with those that are sick and shut in, those that could not make it tonight, those that may be traveling, Lord. We just lift them up to you and just ask your blessings upon each one. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. <coughs> now, Christ tells us what we are to do during the time of the, well, the end times. <laughs> And what he says is we are to watch and pray. Those two things, watch and pray. But watching encompasses several different things. And we find this in what he says in verses 34 through 37. And when we look at the word watch here, it is a command, but it is also a warning. It encompasses two things. It's a command and a warning. But we are to be watchful and we are to be prayerful, but we are to watch for what? He says we are to watch. What are we to watch for? 
We are to be watchful for his return. Now look at what he says in verses 34 through 37. He says, For the Son of Man is as a man going into a strange country, and leaveth his house, and giveth authority to his servants, and to every man his work, and commandeth the porter to watch. Watch ye therefore, for you know not when the master of the house will come, at even, or at midnight, or at the cock crowing, or in the dawning, lest if he come suddenly he should find you sleeping. And those things that I say unto you, I say unto all men, watch. Now when we look in these verses, Jesus is speaking about himself. He's the man going into a far country. And this happened when he ascended back up into heaven. He took that journey into the far country. But before he went into the far country, what did he do? He says that he gave authority to his servants, to the church. We're his servants. And he gave authority to us. Now, the authority that he is talking about is our authority as Christians and our authority over the gospel of Jesus Christ. What are we to do with the gospel? We're to go out and share it. We're to work. And that's what he says. Look at what he says here. He giveth authority to his servants and to every man his work. The authority is tied to the work. We're to work. While he is gone, the servants were not to be slack or neglect their work, even when they were commanded to watch. That's important. We're to watch, but we're not to neglect the things that Christ has told us to do. We're not to neglect the work he has given us. Instead, they were to be prayerful, they were to watch for the master's return, but they were to also work. And that's where Christians fail. Because Christians don't want to work. And we see that. I mean, think about everything that Christians neglect in the church. They neglect worship, they neglect studying, they neglect prayer, they neglect evangelism, they neglect, 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 neglect. And then they wonder why they don't see blessings in their life. They don't, you know, they wonder why they don't seem fulfilled in their Christian walk. Well, how can you be fulfilled in your Christian walk when you're filling your day with evil? Or you're filling your day with sin? Or you're filling your day with disobeying God. And people might think, well, how am I disobeying God? Every time you neglect your work as a Christian, you are disobeying God. Because he commands us to work. He commands us to share the gospel. He commands us to read and study the, the scriptures. He commands us to pray. He commands us to obey and submit to his authority. 
but we neglect the work. But he gives us authority to work. And he commands us to work. And to watch. And to pray. The servants are not to slack or neglect their work. They are to be prayerful and watchful for the master's return. And we are to watch for his return. You know, we are to watch for his return. We see that in verse 35. He says, watch ye therefore. Watch ye therefore, for you know not when the master of the house will come. So we are to watch because we don't know when he's going to return. We don't know the exact hour that Christ is going to return. We know the season. We're given that much. We know the season when he's going to return. Because that's what Jesus tells us. You know, we know when the leaves are turning what that means. We know when the leaves come back to the trees what that means, what season we are entering. And we know from the scripture the season of his return. And we see that in the in the Gospel of Matthew, when he says that, as in the days of Noah, so will the coming of the Son of Man be. Well, we know what that season is, the days of Noah. The days of Noah was a time of evil. But we don't know the exact time when he will return, and he tells us here that he can return at any time. And we see that. Look at what he says. He could come at even, at midnight, at the cock crowing, or in the dawning. So he could come in the evening. He could come at midnight. He could come when the day breaks. He could come during the day. He could come at any time. But if you think about it, literally when he comes, it's going to be daybreak somewhere, it's going to be evening somewhere on this planet, it's going to be morning, it's going, when he comes, it's going to encompass all those times. But he can return at any time. Thus we see the command and the warning, again it's a warning as well, to watch. Now, watching is a command and a warning. And I want to talk about that for a second. The command is, a, is for us to be watchful. Basically, we're to be mindful for his return. We're to pray for his return. We're to work as we wait for his return. But it's also a warning. And we see the warning here when he says, lest if he comes suddenly he should find you sleeping. We're to be watchful and not sleeping when he returns, not neglecting our work. Because what happens, what would happen, let's use his example here, of that master going into the far country and leaving his home to the porter and to the servants. What would happen to the servant if he come back finding the servant asleep 
that servant would be punished. What happens to the church if Christ returns and finds us sleeping? Well, remember, we all face Christ at the judgment seat. That will come up. And there could be a loss of reward. We are to watch, but we're not to neglect our work. We're to watch so he won't find us sleeping. But watching should not take up all of our time. We're to watch and work. Being mindful of his coming back. And Christ gave us authority to work. The work of the church. We're to be watchful for his return. And we are to pray for his return as we do the work of the church. But when will he return? Remember I said he gives us the season of the return. We don't know when Jesus will return. Only the Father knows when this will happen. But we know the season. We know the sign that he has given us for his return. And one sign is found in Matthew 24. Go ahead and turn to Matthew. We're going to look at... Matthew 24, 37 through 39. Now look at what Christ says. But as the days of Noah were, so likewise shall the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days before the flood, they did eat and drink, marry and give in marriage unto the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew nothing now look at that, and knew nothing till the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Now think about that. There are several different things found in this passage of Scripture concerning the return of Christ. Now first, he says it will be like the days of Noah. And if you think about the days of Noah and how the days of Noah were, the first thing that pops into my head is the fact that it was so evil, so sinful during that time that God destroys the earth. That's the first thing to think about. He judges the earth because of sin and destroys it. Wiping out everyone but Noah, Noah's sons, Noah's wife, son's wives, and his own wife, Noah's wife. Everyone else died. And then he saves the animals that were brought on the ark. So he destroys the entire earth and the animals that were not on the ark and the humans that didn't go on the ark. So Christ tells us that 
the time of his return will be like the days of Noah. It will be a time of evil. A time of sin. A time of violence. So the days in which Christ will return will be the same as that. Look around. Look at the time in which we live. It's sinful. It's violent. There's a complete disregard for morality. There's a complete disregard for the law of God. And even the church is affected by the times in which we live. Think about that. So the time of Christ's return will be like the time of Noah. Evil, violent, sinful. A time in which judgment should be passed. But second, look at what else Christ says here. In verse 38, For as in the days before the flood they did eat and drink, marry and give in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew nothing till the flood came and took them all away, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. The days of Noah were complacent. The people were complacent in their sin. Think about it they didn't think anything was going to happen to them. Even when you have this man building this ark, warning people that a flood is coming, that God is going to judge the world, they just continued doing what they were doing. Even when the animals, you see the animals, marching into the ark. <clears throat> that should have been a sign. Because Noah wasn't like the Pied Piper, you know, playing his flute and all the mice following him. God sent the animals to the ark. So you would see this line of animals going into that ark. And it would have took several days for that to happen. The number of animals that that thing could hold. And the people did nothing. They didn't think they would be judged. They were complacent in their sin. They were asleep in their sin. Think about that. The people were not looking for any type of judgment to come to pass, and as a result, they just continued doing what they had been doing. They continued to eat and drink, marry, give in marriage, until the day Noah entered the ark, and look at that, and this is where you see it, and knew Nothing till the flood came. When it started raining 
and the water started coming up out of the earth. And everything started to flood. That's when it hit them. But it was too late. Christ is saying that his return is going to be the same way. And if you look around today, think about this. No one is thinking about his return. No one is thinking about the coming judgment. Not even the church. Not even the church. The people that should be out warning people of the coming judgment, they're not doing anything about it. Why? Because they don't want to be labeled a fanatic. They don't want to be labeled intolerant. They don't want to be labeled a hate monger. A Jesus freak. They don't want to be labeled. So instead of issuing the warning, they're just letting people continue in their sin as if nothing's going to happen. The days of Noah were complacent. And the people continued to live as if nothing would happen. Even when Noah was building the ark, they continued on as if nothing was going to happen. When he entered the ark, they continued on as if nothing was going to happen. And we see the same thing today. Not caring. Not caring about impending judgment, not caring about sin, not caring about the immorality we see around the world. There's just a, a attitude of not caring. And we see it with lost and with Christians. And no one cared until the flood came. And then I'm sure you had people saying nothing's going to happen even as the water was around their waist. Not believing that it was happening. The same will be with the return of Christ. Even when Christ returns, now think about this, when the church is raptured, people aren't going to think anything of it. When you have the seven-year tribulation taking place and judgment being poured out all over the world, people aren't going to care. When Christ returns to set up his millennial reign, people aren't going to believe it's really Christ. That's how evil people are. And think about something else. After the millennial reign of Christ, when Christ has ruled and reigned on this planet for a thousand years, people are so evil and corrupt, Satan is still able to build an army, find followers to march on Jerusalem. That's how evil people are. 
And that's the world in which we now reside. Immorality, violence, rampant sin, a disregard for the law of God. And we see it inside and outside the church. And we see society turning a blind eye and not caring about what's going on. And in many cases, supporting the sin. This was the days of Noah, and this is the days in which we live. And we're closer and closer to the return of Christ. So what are we to do? We're to watch and we're to pray. Watch and pray and be ready for his return. Let's stand for prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before, I just thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, that we can just learn from it. Lord, just be with us during this time of invitation and help us to always look to your will. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, Number 280, Jesus.